Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Santa Claus's sleigh specifications, keeping your kids warm in your car, and updating your hot rod for next year. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery right now with Bud and Tim on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Tim DePasquale, a poster to the stars. Tim, how you doing, man? I'm great, Bud. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. You know, we only have two more sleeps till Christmas. Oh. Remember that song, Bill? Only two more sleeps till Christmas. Never heard Only that. one more sleep till Christmas. Kermit the Frog. He does it in the Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. The Muppets Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah. Oh, Only okay. one more sleep till Christmas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like that Christmas Carol. That's a good one. Yeah. I like it because of the two characters that take you through the whole, the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I love I love Statler and Waldorf teaming up to be Marley's ghost. That's my favorite part of that. <laughs> who who were the characters? Gonzo and. Gonzo was the narrator with uh, was it Peppy the Prawn as no, the sidekick? No, no. Rizzo the Rat was the sidekick. Rizzo the Rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's just funny. Fozzie Fozzie Wig, Fozzie Wig, and uh, <laughs> the great Michael Caine as Michael Caine. Yeah, that's good. When was that made? Uh, not that long ago. Uh, longer long than ago. you think. Well, probably ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Probably closer to fifteen to twenty. Don't oh. keep reminding us how oh, fast it's gone by here. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we uh, this stuff goes by. Do you? We always watch it for Christmas. What's what's some of your Christmas uh, traditions that you have, Bill? I love to see, and this is a movie no one's ever heard of, but it's such a sweet little movie. It's called Fitzwilly. Really? And it stars Dick Van Dyke and Barbara Feldon. It was made in 1967. And it's not really a Christmas movie per se, but it, the, the climax takes place Christmas Eve. And oh. Van Dyke plays a butler to an elderly lady that thinks she's rich, but she's given so much money to charity she's penniless. And her really? devoted household staff has been organized by Fitzwilliam, the butler, into a den of thieves to keep her lifestyle going. And really? She, she hires Barbara oh. Feldon to help her complete her book project, which is a dictionary for people who can't spell. <laughs> and Feldon starts to pick up on what's going on. And what's neat is the kitchen staff, the household staff, is every who's who character actor from the 60s. John McGyver's in it. Sam Waterston is about 20 in this movie. Wow. Fitz, Fitzwillie is Fitzwillie that... is the name of it, yeah. we got to check that out. Yes, we yeah, do. Turner Classic Movies usually runs it around mm-hmm. this time of year, so give it a look. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, my tradition is I love the Christmas Carol, the uh, uh, Muppet version. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's great. Alistair Sim was my favorite, but I watched the Well, Muppets yeah, yeah, too. yeah. And what was the other one? Um... Reginald Owen did on George C. No, Scott. No, no, no. Who did Patton? Who did Patton? George C. Scott. George C. Scott. He I did... like that one, too. That was Scrooge. That was the musical. Well, he also did a version of The Christmas Carol. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart did a good one, too. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Tim? You got any traditions? Christmas traditions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they are? <laughs> 
A lot of them have to do with coal, lumps of coal. <laughs> uh, coming from West Virginia, it was plentiful. Oh, you know, man. Papa just go down by the railroad tracks well, where I, they come off the train. I, I have got some interesting uh, news for you. Yeah. A few weeks ago, I went to a concert in uh, town here at the Boot Barn. Mm-hmm. Lori Morgan, uh, class act. I mean, yeah. Lori's uh, younger than me. She's in her 60s, uh, but she's been doing this a long, long time mm-hmm. performing. And she, she was just a class action. She did a, she did a beautiful Christmas song that her, her and her mom wrote at her, at her kitchen table, literally, at her mom's kitchen table. And, uh, in fact, I'm going to do a Christmas song that I wrote back in 1994. Wow. A little bit later in the show. Okay. And I, would I love, love this song. I would love yeah. to send this to, to Lori Morgan. You know, so if anybody... <laughs> Anybody who's, you know, tight with Lori Morgan or Clint Black or any of a, a balladeer, you need a country-western balladeer. Why don't you send it to the folks at the boot barn, and they might be able to fig- figure out a way to get to her. Clearly, they have her contact information. Mm, I, wow. I, don't, I know a waitress at the boot barn. Oh, there you go. Ah, oh, the marketing go. person. Okay, but this is cool. Brenda Lee is the oldest artist ever to have a, uh, to top the Hot 100 chart. You believe that? She's beat out Mariah Carey for the number one spot, rocking around the Christmas tree. Wow. She's 79 years old? 78. Okay. Well, the record was held by Louis Armstrong. Right. When he was uh, six, 62. 60, right. And, but Mariah Carey is always the number one, you know, with... Uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Mm-hmm. Brenda Lee's knocked her off the list. Now, did a video and all that. What's interesting about Mariah Carey, though, was that yeah, song. Yeah, what's interesting about yeah. Mariah Carey? That song. Let boy. us count the ways, Bill. Go that, ahead. That song hit number one its first year out, and then it came back to hit number one again, yep. like a decade yeah. later. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, rocking around the Christmas tree. That was 1958. And she was that old then? No, now, not now. She's 78. I don't know how old she well, was she when she did rock around. Well, she wasn't that old when she topped the charts then. So I don't understand the record, I guess. What did? No, she just topped the charts last week. Did she? She's re- seventy-eight. She re-recorded it and and did a video. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. I, you know, I hadn't watched the video, so I don't know if she re-recorded or just just updated her version of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll have to listen for that. I was yeah. not aware. Yeah. yeah. Surprised George Burns never did. Wonder if it sounds. <laughs> Rocking around. Rocking around no, 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 no. My walker around the Christmas tree. <laughs> rocker around. I didn't think about that. Rocker around the Christmas tree. Oh, we better, we better move on, Tim. How about this steel mill that's, wow. uh, that's uh, okay, building well, this, wind turbines? Rocker around the, the Christmas tree. This was the greatest propaganda. Oh, where, where did you get this from? I don't know. Because it, <laughs> this is the greatest propaganda sheet I've seen. All right, seen don't in a sugarcoat time. it. Don't sugarcoat it. All right, it. Let's the, go on. the U.S. Department of Transportation Maritime Administration awarded $47.4 million to the new factory called Sparrows Point Steel. Uh, six Maryland lawmakers, all Democrats, issued a joint statement about the award, <laughs> about the investment from the Inflation Reduction Act, bringing manufacturing back. What they're going to do, <clears throat> to not bore you to tears, they're going to use a U.S. steel plant uh that used to be Bethlehem Steel that had gone out of business and 30,000 workers lost their jobs. And they're going to, um, this company called U.S. Wind, the developer of uh, Mar Wind, blah, 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 wind, offshore wind farms. They were going to build parts for offshore wind farms. 
Well, the problem with this 47.4 million our tax money is that these companies have now backed out because the uh, the project is already proving to be unsustainable and financially unfeasible. So there's 47.4 million dollars, you know, that could have housed some veterans, yeah, yeah, or fed some people. That's just been wasted. Thank you very much, U.S. Department of Transportation Maritime Administration, for wasting my money. Thank you. Ooh. That's all I've got to say about it. It's bull. The whole thing is bull. They make this whole Let me, thing. Uh, the, the opinions expressed <laughs> by, these, by these two goofballs talking to you may not represent those of well, Jacob's Media. May, they may not, but I'm allowed to have my opinion, yes, too. Yes, you are. I mean, these people are wasting our money, bud. It's not right. Okay, you need parts for your wind turbine. Don't go to... to where aren't you going? <laughs> You're not need going to the muscle car experts at year one. Uh, who provide our podcast so that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to Access WDUN, click the links and hit the buttons and listen to the show at your convenience or go to your favorite podcast site and listen to the show anytime you want. And that's brought to you by the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia. Great people, great parts. Check them out. Calm down. Well, are you okay now? You, you might know, be able to get a wind turbine for your, your Christmas lights. When I feel someone out all, all sticking out their Christmas. hand in my pocket. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage with more Christmas cheer. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages right here on North Georgia's News Talk AM 515 FM 102.9. WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. Okay, NORAD has revealed Santa's sleigh specifications. Oh, I guess they update this every year as Santa's Mm -hmm. sleigh gets uh, souped up or whatever. Um, We have got to do, no, you have got to do. (laughs) You've got to do the conversion here for me, because all this is in candy canes and lollipops as far as lengths and things like that. So the width of this thing is 40 candy canes. Yeah. That's, that's What's that, like six six inches, so 20 feet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do the math. 80 lollipops. lollipops. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, the width, well, it says the width is 40 candy canes or 80 lollipops. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two candy canes equal a lollipop. I want you to do some math homework and get the conversions. For this. Okay, I'll get that. So, yeah, so we can do it I'll, in inches and you feet. Got the height got is 55 candy canes or 110 lollipops. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, width and length are without the reindeer. Okay, so it's like a tractor trailer. You got yeah. a 50 foot trailer, but you might have uh, you know 150 yeah. feet of reindeer. Yeah, pulling it. Yeah, weight takeoff is approximately 75,000 gumdrops. You need wow. to do the gumdrop conversion yeah, that- too. All right. Passenger weight at takeoff is 260 pounds. Thank goodness they put that in good old USA pounds. Yeah. Uh, the weight of gifts at takeoff is 60 tons. 60,000 tons. Oh, 60,000. I'm sorry. No, oh, yeah, 60,000 tons. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's Whoa. why uh, former President Obama was saying a C-130 would be uh, right. hope more usable. To, hope Santa doesn't have there are reasons why they're scale. not. Weight at landing is 80,000 gumdrops because you got to have ice and snow accumulated on the runners okay. and things like that. Uh, passenger weight at landing is 1,260 pounds. Yeah. 
Two sixty when he started. <laughs> Lots of cookies. That's a lot of cookies and milk. I'm uh-huh. guessing. All right. Uh, propulsion nine RPs. Reindeer power. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got to get all these these all the nomenclature here. Armament. 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 Antlers. Yeah. Purely for defense. Oh sure. Uh, the fuel is hay, oats, and carrots for the reindeer. Mm-hmm. Emissions are classified. Oh, yeah, right. I know you made some jokes about Wix filters and emissions for the reindeer, <laughs> but well, let's not go there. Uh, climbing speed is one twinkle of an eye. Yeah, that's fast. And maximum speed is? Faster than Starlight. Wow. C-130 won't go that big. No. Uh, they can concerned, uh, confirm that the sleigh is versatile, all-weather, multi-purpose, Vertical short takeoff and landing, mm-hmm. as far as NORAD has told us. And they, he does usually test flight it about a month before Christmas. That's when he goes to the Secret Santa car show. Oh, yeah. Scopes that out just, just before. Designer and builder, uh, Kay Kringle and the elves. First flight was 24 of December, 343 A.D. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Yeah, very interesting. Now, do you want to know how NORAD tracks Santa? Oh, yeah. This, this whole NORAD story, and we're going to go deeper into it next week, is, is pretty interesting. Um, but it uses a, a whole web of commands, a uh, network of satellites, heat-seeking sensors, and fighter jets. Mm-hmm. The powerful radar system has 47 installations strung along Alaska's north and, and northern Canada. And the, the moment the north warning system radar indicates Santa's departure from the North Pole, they transition to Santa tracking on their network, this is NORAD now. Yeah. Of globally integrated satellite systems. So, you, you know, when I was in the Air Force years ago, I mean, it was, we all had to get ready for Christmas Eve because we had a major alert and had to have our mobility bags ready in case we needed to get out there and do any protection because it was, NORAD was following. Taking care of Santa. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 22,300 miles. Uh, Above mm-hmm. the Earth, uh, we have satellites with infrared sensors that allow them to see where Santa and the reindeer are. Sure. Uh, also, the fighter pilots use the flight data to rendezvous with Santa's sleigh off the coast of Newfoundland in order to welcome him to North America. Pretty cool. Yeah, very interesting. F-15s, F-16s, um, F-22s come in, and uh, they are Santa's North American ex- escort over the Pacific Ocean. Wow. There's a lot involved to yeah. this Santa thing and NORAD and all of that. So I think it's, it's, it's a pretty cool deal. So we will tell you all about NORAD tracking them and how they even got in, involved in this whole deal way back when. And yeah. it is a cool, cool story. You know what isn't a cool, cool story? Well, maybe it is. Dominoes. Uh-huh. I did not know that Domino's had a fleet of Volkswagens. I didn't know that Way they were... Way back when... They, I didn't know they were that old. Well, I, I didn't know they delivered. Uh, and they actually had cars that were stickered up, Volkswagens. Um, anyway, and they, that was the DXPs, they called them. No, that the Chevrolet Spark was a DXP. Um, you said they had Volkswagen. You know what I saw in the news uh, on Facebook... About, I'm, I digress here, but Volkswagen's Corvair is kind of the same deal. Mm-hmm. All right, you got the rear engine driving. You got that space behind the back window. Yeah. At one point in time, Chevrolet or people that had Corvairs thought that was a great place to put your kid. 
Right, because it was nice and warm. Yeah, you'd put them in a blanket, stick them down in that, that hammock, mm-hmm. and keep them nice and warm. Yeah. Forget the carbon monoxide, but I mean, it oh, keeps yeah. them nice and warm. And you could do the same thing in a Corvair or Volkswagen. Sure. And several people were on this Facebook site said, oh, yeah, we did that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like the LTD uh, station wagons with the back-facing seat in it. Oh, yeah. And then, and then you got people that have to just chime in because they can about, well, what if you get rear-ended by a semi? You don't get rear-ended by a semi in a Corvair or a Volkswagen. No. It's going over you. Right. And it's not a matter of getting rear-ended. So, you know, worry not. Yeah. Forget about it? all Where that negative Okay, vibes. go back to Domino's here. Yeah. They, they are getting some Chevrolets now, the new EUV that Chevrolet has out, the Bolt EUV. Mm-hmm. And they plan on getting 700 more of those in the coming months and delivering pizzas with those. Oh, that's awesome. Well, they say you can go 259 miles on a full charge, mm-hmm. and the EV can likely deliver quite a few pizzas before it needs to be plugged in. Right. Depends on how much the oven is using. These delivery vehicles have a they heated have compartment in them, okay. to, which I think is a cool idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the bags they put them in keeps the pizza relatively warm. Right. But having the oven in there, once you get the oven up to temperature, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. To I see did how not that know works. that they had fleets of cars to deliver. I, you know, the only time I've seen this is somebody's got their... Their whatever they're driving with a magnetic sign. Right, I've, to I've never seen so a I've company, never seen a, an, an company actual car. company vehicle. And I didn't know that they had started in 1960. God, that's they've been around a long time. That's a while ago. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the only time that I have seen a, a Domino stickered vehicle was the truck delivering the supplies to, to the, the Domino's to make the pizzas. Now, those guys are very good with that truck rodeo stuff because some of the places they have to get into to get around back to deliver into the Domino's. How do you know that? Oh, well, you from know. Your, from your tractor trailer? Once days? you've driven a tractor trailer, you do a lot of observation of how other tractor trailer drivers are driving their tractor trailers. Oh. <laughs> Is it like, so like a, uh, it's like a club or something? Well, no, it's like armchair quarterbacking. Like every kid that was ever in high school football is watching the pro games and telling them what they should be uh, doing. Okay, well, here's a cost factor <laughs> uh, that I, uh, I, I'm not sure whether it's been looked at or looked at by the consumers, uh, but there's a whole bunch of uh, laborers building batteries for EV cars. Mm-hmm. Some of the plants are talking about going to union labor. Yep. And right now, the people making batteries are up to about 22 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. uh, the laborers. And that figure will probably translate to $30, mid-30s, yeah. if they become a union plant. Right. I'm not knocking unions, but guess where that show is going to catch up? Well, I mean... Where, you, where that cost is going to catch up. Look, you go to the grocery store, uh, I'm, that's, that's what you got to pay. All right. Okay. You know, have you seen the price? I paid $4.44 for a bag of Fritos the other day at the grocery store because my daughter wanted some. Doritos, boy, that's an instant headache for me. I'll explain that one of these days. Frank James is up next. Maybe he'll give uh, Santa some some tips. Frank's from American Resto Mods, and, uh, you know, we can soup up Santa's sleigh maybe. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage, on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN.
Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. From first responders to daily drivers, the parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. Our next guest, we're going to talk about maybe uh, juicing up Santa's sleigh. Oh, really? Yeah, that would be Frank James from American Resto Mods. Frank, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, Frank. Uh, last time you were in, we talked about poor combinations of older built cars and safety concerns of overpowered new built car builds for some folks. And, and, and you know, it comes down to just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, you can throw your checkbook at it, but, you know, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't always work out. We touched a little bit on induction system, uh, you know, carburation, over-carbureted, under-carbureted, uh, maybe something of, of a bygone era with the carburetors. There's, there's much simpler stuff out there now. Simpler from a, I guess, from a standpoint of drivability. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you can't go in and tune them like, well, you can go in and tune them. I'll let Frank tell, talk about all of that. <laughs> but basically, an engine's just an air pump, all right? It's run by gasoline. In fact, when I was a machinist, we used to work on air compressors, which were a V8 Ford. Four cylinders were pumping air, and four were running the engine. Mm -hmm. And that's all you do. It. You know, you're just moving those pistons to make something work. Mm -hmm. So what's the science behind some of this stuff? Do you have to get bogged down with all the formulas and everything when you're trying to put together a car for somebody, or you just need to get a better idea of where they want to go? You know, if, if you're an engine builder, and there are folks out there that that's what they do. They're, they're the engine builder, and those are the guys that get bogged down in the formulas and the science and, and that sort of thing, and, and, and that's how they do what they do. They, they make the horsepower and, and make the engines run and, you know, just crazy amounts of power. Uh, but, you know, for a regular person coming in nowadays, I mean, there's that stuff's already done and it's already available to you. And, and it's a matter about matching the right engine to, to what you want to use. And it, it's kind of a no brainer once it's set. So these these crate engines, Chevrolet, Mopar, Ford offer with computer systems and stuff, definitely the way to go in the modern era. Absolutely. Absolutely. For, for a number of reasons. I mean, you, you've got the power, you've got uh, tunability, you've got you've got flexibility to kind of change things around better gas mileage. I mean, it's just a better package across the board. So you can make something that's uh, streetable and easy to live with, but that does have that tire smoking capability when you want to show off for your friends. A absolutely. And that's, that's what most of those engine packages are, are, are out there for now. I mean, it, it's nothing now to buy a 500 horsepower motor right out of the box and you know, grandma can drive the car, or, or you can actually you know, go to the racetrack and, and, and really get on. And, and, and you're, you're talking about something that's a, a package which is under 20 grand in most cases. Most cases, absolutely. And you can't build an engine that's capable of doing that and all the different configurations that you want to drive in for 20 grand. Just go talk to an engine builder. No, usually not. I mean, you can. There's three, four hundred thousand dollar engines out there. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, absolutely. You can you can just go absolutely crazy. Wow. Now we talked about uh, you know the the parts that are involved in these engines. You're talking about manifolds, throttle bodies, fuel injection types, blowers, superchargers, cylinder heads, all that. The factory's already done all that for us. Then the science to find out what works, what doesn't work. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's definitely cool. Now, we talked about, our, in the last uh, time you were here, we talked about some over-carbureted cars, um, you know, some old myths about carbs, and the fact that if you grew up with carburetors, you might be comfortable having one on a car, but if you hadn't, 
as soon as you take one apart, you're lost. <laughs> so what is a, a simpler way of, let's say we have a, an old Chevelle or something, and we've got a whatever carburetor on it that's right, wrong, indifferent. What's a better way to live with that car nowadays and still, still keep it looking like our original engine, you know, with the, an air cleaner and stuff on it? Sure. I, I mean, nowadays, you can swap over to an electronic fuel engine, an EFI. Um, and there's kits out there that are, they're throttle body injections, so um, they basically have what looks like a carburetor. And it's a, it's a, it's a wet manifold system like your car is correct. used to. It, correct. It, it is essentially a carburetor is what it is, except that it works, it's computer controlled, it has injectors, um, you know, it, it kind of takes care of itself. Um, just looking at it from afar, you never tell the difference. It, it, it still works the same way. It dumps fuel in along with air and, and doesn't fires. stink up the garage. Doesn't stink up the garage. <laughs> when you hit the key, you don't have to worry about That's it choking right. and all That's that right. stuff. Um, so it's drivable in any kind of weather. It is. And uh, you know, you, you can you can tune it. You can this, we we talked last time you were here about, you know, maybe bumping the tuning up for things that you're doing. Sure. You you could do that with something as simple as this carburetor. Uh, some of those throttle body carburetors, uh, granted, they're they're minimal. There's minimal tuning that you can do with them, um, but a lot of those are, are self-learning systems. Okay. So you kind of set a base for it. You, you you get it to where it it runs pretty good, and the more you drive the car, that computer system actually learns uh, how you drive, the conditions uh, of your area. You know, hills, hills flats, flats. Whether you're drag racing or never. All that traffic stuff. light, really? Exactly. The barometric pressure, so it takes sure, care absolutely. of all that. I mean, it, it and it's able to adjust. I mean, it, you if you take that car, say from here, and then you go up to the mountains on a carburetor, it's not going to run the same. No, no. And even and electronic carburetors get all mixed up. Yeah. yeah. So these EFI systems, they're able to to read the numbers basically coming in and say, oh, okay, well, there's less pressure, or there's more pressure, and it it automatically knows what to adjust. So, so where do you go from there, Frank, with when you talk, start talking about port, tune port, and direct injection? Uh, this is what makes my eyes glaze over when you start, <laughs> you know, because uh, I haven't got a clue. Well, you know, it, it's, all, it's all electronic fuel injection. It's all the same basic principle. It's, it's computer controlled, that sort of deal. Um, when you're looking at something like the, the throttle body injections like we're talking about, that's sort of the basic um, you know, it'll make the car run good. As you start getting up into port and tune port and direct injection, uh, things change as far as like where the fuel is sprayed into the motor, stuff like that. And then you also get into, you have a lot more tunability with that stuff. So are you talking about then not just uh, adding something where the carburetor used to be, but also changing the intake Correct. manifold Correct. so yeah, that yeah. it's directly going to into the cylinders and again you go back to engine packages and they've already done that for you absolutely okay you know, so if a guy's going in he, you know he's not in love with his engine his numbers matching engine or something you know you've got a much better deal for him just going with the factory stuff absolutely the factory and, high performance stuff and, and and really kind of a step up from like the, the throttle body injections is uh um on the older style motors is is uh more of like a port injected uh, kit that you can buy where instead of just changing the carburetor out you you still have a throttle body like like say the holly sniper but you're also changing the intake 
And what really changes is where that fuel is spraying. Uh, Correct. You go to a dry system where, you, yeah, you're not upstream with the fuel. You're not. It doesn't get in the pockets and stuff in the in the in the runners and the intake manifold. You're shooting Going more direct and directly, it's better directly power. In, yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, very interesting. Blowers and turbos. Um, you know what's what's uh, what packages are available, um, and you know what is that a factory thing on some engines? It is uh, on newer cars now. To my knowledge, uh, some of the uh, performance motor packages that you can buy out there, there's there's not a whole lot offered as far as turbos. Turbos, yeah, I was um, thinking that. Yeah. But but there are blower packages that are available. And we're saying blower. We're not talking about the old BDS blowers that are sticking out the hood with the Gilmer right, and all right. that stuff. And we're talking about blower packages that are, you know, um, I kept Magnuson and stuff like that. Correct. And the twin rotors uh, screws in them that, that really work good and they're very nicely packaged. And they have ways of cooling them that make sense now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there's there are more parts and pieces to all that stuff. and But that, but that stuff, too, is available. And it's available, and the knowledge is available at American Resto Mods, and best way for folks to get a hold of you. All right. Check us out on social media, see some of the stuff that's going on, and, and give us a call or pop by the shop. See, what, see what's happening, and we'll, we'll be, get to be, well, excuse me, be glad to talk to you. All right. As soon as he gets his tongue in place there. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9, WDWIN. Always here, always local. Not always local, always local. Oh, always local. Oh, that too. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. Well, here's something I was going to talk about in our last segment. It is, it is important. Uh, these disc-style small batteries that we use in our key fobs right, and a lot of our gadgets. Uh, we've talked about them before, how dangerous they are yeah, to well, kids. At Christmas time, you know, people are giving out gifts and that, that you need batteries. And these little disc batteries are very, very dangerous because... Mm. And they have a positive side and a negative side, and obviously it's no bigger than a dime, most of these things. Mm-hmm. And if you ingest this, it shorts out in your body, and it causes very, very bad harm. Um, you know, it'll kill you. Oh, yeah. Basically, it'll burn through you. So you want to keep kids away from it, you want to keep pets away from it. Sure. And I noticed when I was in a big box store the other day that they, you know, they sell these, mm-hmm. and they now have them with a bitter flavor on them. Oh, so they won't want to. So, but, you know, yeah. still, right. we, you know, it's the kind of thing you don't even think about. No. They're, they're like no. hearing aid batteries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you get enough of them in you, uh, it, it'll really, right. it'll, it'll do a lot of damage to you, especially when it gets in your intestinal tract. Well, stuff. I'm glad they're not making Because it's, it's, like, it's, like, uh, it's like swallowing fire, basically. Yeah, a little dis- right. the, the, Acid. Well, we, we talk. Well, we, it's not just the acid. It, we talk about this thermal runaway. Yeah. You know, once these batteries get hot, mm-hmm. and you know, you're, you're putting them in liquid, so you got the positive and negative side. You shorten it out. Right. And once Ooh, they get hot, they, they continue to stay hot. Ouch. So, yeah. All right. Back to what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Last minute gearhead ideas. Okay. Okay. A fridge and toolbox combo. This is a 
it's a small toolbox, all right? It's mm-hmm. pretty rugged. It's got good dra- or good wheels and stuff on it. Uh, it's three-drawer with a lower fridge compartment. It's kind of retro-styled st- like an old Coke machine. Okay. These yeah. things are about 400 bucks. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that'd be cool. But you got something there that'll go with it. Oh, yeah. Weenie and bun toaster. This is cool, actually. Two dogs and, a, you know, it takes two buns and two hot dogs. Yeah, it's got, it's got a, uh, well, I was going to say a slot. It's got two round holes for the dogs, obviously, uh-huh. and bigger holes that you stuff the uh Stuff the, buns the buns in. into. Yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. a variable control and, you know, right. voila. You know, when we were doing those, uh, all the movie jobs, we had a, one of those weenie rollers. Oh, yeah, like they have in the convenience store. Yeah, 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 that I would set on the tailgate of the SUV and so that any time someone wanted to snack, they could... Wow. A quick weenie. Wow, okay. Yeah. Those, are about, those are about 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever seen a dog bone uh, creeper? Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is a version of a dog bone creeper called a Rough Rider All-Terrain Creeper. This thing has high flotation style oh, okay. wheels and oversized tires, so you can roll over gravel with it, mm-hmm. broken pavement, uh, dirt, and rough terrain. I see where that would be real handy in a lot of situations. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. in a, 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 you know, garage, some of the... Some of the truck garages and stuff like that that I've been in, you know, they get busted up from the, the big trucks and stuff. The right. concrete gets right. bad. And I'll tell you, there have been so many times when I have laid under a vehicle on a piece of cardboard. Oh, absolutely. Or a piece of chip, <laughs> chipboard, you know, yeah. OSB. It's too expensive to lay on it now. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you, could, if you could get a hold of a refrigerator box That's and what cut I was all gonna four say. sides out of it, then it was actually comfortable sure. <laughs> until all the moisture came through it. <laughs> but these things are about 170 bucks, And... and a lot of these are available through Slack Auto Parts, but if you go online and Google them, you know, the specific name, uh, you can uh, track them down also. Uh, the Visible V8 Model Kit. Did you ever have one of those? No. You know, I always wanted one, never did get one. I should have got you that instead of a bottle no. of rocks. <laughs> no. I, hey. you got to put it together, though, Shane. Yeah, that, well, know? that would be the thing. <laughs> I've never been an internal engine guy because of that. I never... You know, never have dug into. I put one together. I guess I guess it must have been, I don't know, 11, 12, 13, something like that. I got one. It was 314 pieces, and it was a, a V8 Chevrolet. And yeah. you put the pistons, the rods. It had Did it stay together? Screws. Yeah, it stayed together. And it yeah. had a little electric motor where the starter would be. Oh. Pressed the button, and it would run. And as it ran, the Did spark, it leak? No. You, no, you didn't have to put water in it. <laughs> you had to put a little Vaseline on the cylinders to let the pistons go up and down. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, when you press the button, it would not only rotate, it would fire off the plugs in sequence. Oh, okay. So, you know, the timing was yeah. set properly. Later on, they went on to make one that's got crank, so you didn't have to use the battery power. You could, you know, go either direction, slow it down. And they made a, a visible Wankel engine, rotary mm-hmm. engine that I've seen. Now you can get a visible Ferrari engine, visible Porsche engine. You know, they, wow. they get a little pricey. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, they're about 60 bucks. Yeah, well, I think that but would be a, a great idea. if you got a grandkid or something, you know, a grandkid yeah. that wants to put that together with you. Mm-hmm. I used to use it in teaching, believe it or not, back when I was teaching at the high school, um, just because the kids hadn't seen the inside it's, of an engine. It's a great and tool. It was a great way to show them this stuff. Sure. And then we would eventually take engines apart and they could see the real version of it. Right. But, uh, well, and I, that is why my eyes glaze over when you talk about flat plane cranks, yeah, because I never got involved in the internal. And I used to use them when I was a service manager. Really? At a dealership. So and you can show person. customers. You can show the customer. Yeah, look, Here's, buddy. No, see no, this? no, 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 no. <laughs> like it. All right, super shelving. Um, 70 SS uh, Chevelle or 57 mm-hmm. Chevy nose. Uh, looks like it's full size in the pictures here. I'm not sure whether it is, but uh, 
it's made out of some sort of uh, resin stuff, and it's painted up, and it's it's a cool thing to yeah, put in your man cave. Cool. It's got yeah. a tempered uh, glass uh, shelf on it, mm -hmm. and the shelf is 20 inches wide, so you can put models and stuff on it. I don't know how much weight it'll hold, but uh, it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, a buddy of mine's got the rear end of a of a Mustang made into a couch. Oh yeah, in his office. Yeah, that's real popular. Yeah, so. Right. Have you ever seen one of these? The uh, funnel. Yeah. Funnel storage. Funnel storage system. No, I haven't. I got one in, uh, hanging on the side of my toolbox. What it is is it's a, a transmission funnel, and it mm -hmm. goes into a, a kind of a, a shelf-type deal, and it's spring-loaded. And what you do is when you're done pouring oil in your car, you take the oil cans and you sit them in this funnel, and they drain into a, a receptacle on the bottom of this funnel that screws on. Okay. So you can save all those drips and drabs of oil. Uh -huh. You know what I do with them? I can't. I put them in. I put them in the oil can. Okay. You know. Yeah. Because I, I prefer synthetic oils and stuff, and mm -hmm. my and I I don't hate to waste any of it. Right. And so those little drips and drabs I put in the oil can. Now, if you're doing brake work or something like that, you're bleeding brakes and you got a brake brake bleeding bottle or something, you dump it in there and and you know throw that stuff out after you're done with it. But it's a good way to collect it. Oh sure. And uh, you know. Yeah, good idea. Either Keep it reason. from leaving a greasy spot on the bench. Or yeah, the floor. absolutely. Right. And your favorite. Yeah, well, the five-gallon bucket with cleaning supplies is always a favorite of mine. Yeah, because yeah. you can go down to Slacks. Mm -hmm. And what would you put in a five-gallon bucket for somebody? Well, um, I would have a, a wheel brush, a wash brush, a wash mitt, a chamois, um, and some cleaning supplies, some all-purpose cleaner for the wheels and tires, yeah. and, and follow that up with something to put on the tires to gloss them up afterwards. A little car wash soap. And they make the they make the plastic tray now that's got little feet on it mm -hmm. that you can put in the bottom of the five gallon bucket. So that's the, a good idea. Dirt, so that it's the called dirt a grit will, guard. You're right. The yeah. dirt will sink down to the bottom of the bucket, and you yeah. won't keep getting it in your sponge. Of course, if you let your car get dirty enough that that's actually happening, I don't know about you. To yeah, start with, yeah, the wash with bucket's probably not going to do you. I'm good. out there. I'm out there with a soap cannon and a, <laughs> a, you know a hair dryer uh, and a, the blow dryer. I've got the electric blow dryer that I yeah. that I carry everywhere with me now. And, oh, good. Well, I fluff up my hair with occasionally too. You know, <laughs> show off. <laughs> So, can we bounce back to the first gift that we talked about? Oh, yeah, the fridge with the tool, the fridge toolbox. Yeah, I thought combo. the 400 bucks was kind of pricey yeah, when, you look at, when you look at prices of toolboxes now mm. in the stores. Right. Well, I, th I thought it was easier to buy a, a cheap refrigerator and then just use the crisper drawers for my tools. <laughs> that, uh, well, you that can do that, be, too. Yeah. But it, I, all my toolboxes... I don't have the big ones that you need a ladder to get into because I don't, you know, I don't want to stand on a ladder to get in my mm -hmm. tools. But I've got a couple large bottom boxes that have a, uh, a top on them that's made out of butcher block. Okay. So they're also a work surface. Yeah. So you get those, and then you get a cheap fridge to put your drinks oh, in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and the weenie roaster, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. But you only got a few hours to get it done. Okay, Bill, so you got all your shopping done? SwissColony.com, baby. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? I got something for everything because they'll, they'll ship it for me. Have you ever really shopped, though, late? I mean, late, late, late on a Christmas Eve? Used to when I worked at the mall way back when. It's fun. It is. It is but fun. But not when you get to my age. I, I don't like crowds. I don't like, you know, pressure. Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need parts for your uh, Santa sleigh, your classic Santa sleigh, if you're <laughs> restoring a classic sleigh? I don't think that uh, year one can help you out with it. But if you've got a muscle car that you're restoring, uh, these are the folks to uh, go to. Maybe get a gift certificate for somebody you know from uh, year one and uh, 
you know, help them out with their project during the cold weather here that we have in Georgia for five minutes. And, uh, you know, uh, check out the stuff they've got year one. They provide our podcast every week. So you can go to the Access WDUN app on your phone, click the links and do all that kind of stuff. And, and away you go. They also help us out with Bud's Garage Overdrive, the, uh, the podcast. Uh, great folks, great people to deal with. And they know what they know what to put with what. Year One. Check them out at yearone.com. In the meantime, remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up, and Bill, Tim, and Bud wish you a very, very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, we'll be back next week right here on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9, WDUM.